Welcome to the midweek edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. Now, we thought we'd be celebrating a title win this evening, but unfortunately, we're not quite there yet. We're going to have to wait until Saturday. But the three musketeers are here, Paul and Adam. How you doing? Evening, a bit tired. Obviously, I didn't get as many coach miles in as Paul, so I'm uh, frost-faced and still looking my age, 24. Crack on. Portsmouth, three. Wigan Athletic, two. Two no half-time. We were all dancing around. It didn't quite turn out the way that we wanted, did it? A bit unfortunate, wasn't it? I'll kick off with toilet talk, get that out of the way. I didn't use the toilets, but I, I stuck my head in and I took a breath. Um, it was early, it was pre-kick-off, but they, they smelt all right. They looked clean enough. So I'll go with a solid eight out of ten for the toilets. You've got strong bladder, you, Paul, if you've managed to survive that amount of time without having a wee. It, it, well, I went in KFC first, and it's because I don't sink about half a dozen pints before I start the game. Probably, probably what it does for your bladder. Callum Lang and Will King with two late goals in the first half. And I must say, what delightful balls from Tom Pierce. I think that uh, the second one for me to, to Keno was just, it was breathtaking, that pass. Uh, but the first one, I mean, a great ball from Jordan Cousins. That's it. Pierce away down, down the left, and he just swung it in first time and, and Langy with her, and he was in the back of the net. Very good goal. I mean, a Lang, Lang's finish as well, you know, but good good run at the near post, finishes it well. Keen right place, right time, as Liam Richardson keeps saying, he just keeps getting in there. Yeah, both well-worked goals. Perfect first half, really. Soak it up, hit him on the break. You know, we look the most dangerous side, even though they had the territory and the possession. Like you say, everything everything was rosy in the first half. I thought, um, again, we looked second to a lot of balls early on in the first half. I thought we kind of got a grip of that. And then, obviously, like you say, we hit them twice on the break. Going in 2-0 up, looking, you know, looking like you've got a grip of the opposition. Everything was everything was rosy at that point. Yeah, I'm, go- I'm going to say here and now that if that game had been played three months ago, we'd have finished that game 2-0. But we've... Got a lot of mileage in them legs, you know, during the, the past three months. And they came back, us got a couple, 62 and 64 minutes. And then Aidan O'Brien, when he came on, bagged the winner for them on 87 minutes. If we're looking at the first goal of those, for me, it was a, a nailed-on free kick to Tom Pierce, or against Tom Pierce by Marcus Arnas, who who just... Lent into him and pushed him over. I mean, we counted off third. Five players, five Latics players stopped and started to take a step upfield because they were that assured that it was going to be a, a free kick. Yeah, it was one of those where you're kind of like thinking, it takes a while to realise that the ref's not given something that's bleeding obvious, at which, by which point he's crossed it to his mate in the middle who just had to whack it. Yeah, very disappointing, but... Disappointing not in the Latics players, disappointing in the ref. I thought the referee was all right on the old last night. That was one occasion when he weren't, obviously. And I also thought there should have been a booking for one of the players in the first five minutes when he cleaned Pierce out. But apart from that, I thought he did all right, the referee. Yeah, I mean, the guy came in like assaulting um, Ben Amos. I mean, all right, Ben Amos was being an ass by holding on to the ball. But the guy having a whack at him... um, yeah, he did book him, didn't he? I think I think he chased off after him and booked him. I think a red red would have been harsh for him, but it was the fact that he had two or three bites at Amos, whereas Amos at just that point was just like, 
lying there waiting to be told to release the ball. In retrospect, I think Yellow's probably right, but it was one that proper annoyed me at the time. It was very disappointing, especially with how things unfolded over at Sunderland as well. I mean, Rotherham took the lead. Michael Aiqua put them in, in the lead early early doors and then scored an own goal to level game the game up in the 88th minute. You know, we could have been champions as well last night with a with a win. It's just the way it goes. Is, is it not? Is this not typical Wigan Athletic, though? Yeah, it is to an extent, isn't it? You know, we've see, seen it before. Um, you know, even... I think we could have sewn the title up. It was at home to AFC Wimbledon four years ago. But we took it took it to the last day then, didn't we, at, Don, at Doncaster. There was the promotion to the Premier League when we, we had a bit of a... Bit of a dodgy last sort of uh, we, if you remember, we drew it home to QPR nil nil, and then we drew away at Preston one all, meaning that it was still in our own hands. But we had to beat Reading to make sure of that Premier League. Um, so yeah, we don't we, we don't always make life easy for ourselves. But I tell you what, we're making it very exciting. Definitely make it exciting, don't we? Um, and uh, as we keep saying, we always seem to have something on on the, either the last day or the penultimate day of the season, don't we? Something's occurring. <laughs> what would have been happening on uh, Saturday if we'd have got promoted away at Pompey? Then Saturday would have been a bit of a damp squib, really. But as it is, as it is, everything's still up in the air. We're going to take a massive following down to Shrewsbury. We're going to have a bean back at the stadium and all the fans are allowed in for free as well. So that's a big bonus. And it's, it's going to be an exciting day to say the least. Well, I don't know whether they're going to make any more seats available for the bean back, but it sold out pretty quick. Um, yeah. It took, only took a couple of hours and there were nothing left on the bean back. Yeah, see, we're, we're the biggest club in, in the league. We can sell the bean backs out. Yeah, you can go to your, go to your ground and look at the side of a truck. Well, one way of looking at it for those people, if we do win the league, then uh, we're in celebrate. Those who are in Wigan are in celebratory heaven a lot earlier than the ones who are at the game. Like my good self, but uh, we have to get it done first. But do you know what? If we don't win the league, I'll be I'll be a bit disappointed. But that's just because as a football fan, you want to win every trophy you can. You then take a step back from it, and you think. Blimey, what a season we've had. You know, what a season in its own right. I'm not even going to mention where we were at the start of the season or where we were 12 months ago because certain people on social media have said there's an embargo on that now. We can't mention anything about our administration. So, therefore, I'm just going to say, in its own right, this is a fantastic season. We've got more points than any other side in the country at, at this moment in time. We have Adam and we're also top of the league. Yeah, we're top of the league and... You know, it's been one of our most successful seasons ever, you know, in the top three or four seasons in terms of points that we've ever produced in the Football League. Uh, we're going to, I think, pretty much have the top scorer in the league, roughly. Yeah, closely followed by one of our own. Yeah, one of our own, not too far behind. Uh, we've got the manager of the season and, you know, what more can you want? We've had a semi-final, we've had a fourth round, we've beat a Premier League side. I, I just cannot understand. Are they one of those people that, the, are these people those that, you know, they get a bite, Commodore Amiga for Christmas, but they still want more, still want oh. a skateboard as well? But yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, you can understand the frustration because, you, you know, it, it, there's a big scramble for tickets, more tickets made available for this big party that we, we, we thought we were on. We were bang up for it at half time and then it fell flat. So you can understand, you know, Nobody left that stadium 
happy with what was going on. Um, everybody left that stadium fed up. But it's one of them, isn't it? You just sort of think, oh, hang on. If you look at the bigger picture, you've left the stadium fed up. But actually, you've got a lot of things to be very grateful for. You know, you use them to get over it and think, right, I'll have a, I'll have a salt for five minutes. I'll, I'll not go on any social media calling anybody anything. I'll have a salt to myself. As it, as it was for me, it was five hours of a coach journey. And then you wake up and you think, right, stuff it. Let's, you know, let's have it finish the job on Saturday. We've put ourselves in the position where we've had these opportunities to finish it and we've still got one. No other team's had a single one yet. You get over the line Saturday, it all gets forgotten. It's it's like going for your Wimbledon title. I seem to remember Andy Murray first Wimbledon title. You know, he had, he had about eight match points, you know, but he afforded himself eight match points because of how well he played in the match. And then he took one eventually, didn't he? Which, yep. which we will which we will do. And, and I think there you made a very good point, Paul. And Barry watched the game at home as well. Yeah, you're disappointed, lose 3-2 when you're 2 nil up. Can't remember when that last happened to the Latics. But you don't suddenly, within five minutes, go on social media saying that Liam Richardson's clueless uh, or saying this is a, a this is an average side and they don't understand how we're up here and the formations are terrible. X, Y and Z are nowhere near good enough for the championship. We don't do that because we're rational people. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, soak up, we soak up the disappointment. Yeah, we, we, we're prepared. You know, if a mistake is made, we'll criticise it. But you have to put that into some sort of perspective, in my view, and stop going way over the top. Because at the end of the day, we're top of the league. Not every side in this league would swap places with us. Yeah, yeah we're, we're the best in the division. And, and, you know, the top and bottom of it is we just look a bit drained. Right, last night's statistics, 46% possession, 12 attempts at goal with five on target. Pompey had 15 with five on target. They committed 13 fouls to our 16. There were three yellows in total, two for us, Dariqua and Amos. The attendance was 14,637. 792 early souls made the trip down there on a Tuesday evening. So fantastic support from everybody who went. The man of the match for the Latics down at Portsmouth as voted for by our listeners both on Twitter and Facebook is Jack Watmore. So congratulations to Jack putting in a good performance. Pierce and Cousins were also in the running but uh, the accolade has gone to Jack Watmore. We know where we are. We know what we need to do. And on yep. Saturday, we're going to go down to Shrewsbury. We're going to get exactly what we need and we're going to get promoted. Build up to the game, we've been speaking with Ole from Salopcast. Let's have a little listen to what he says about the Shrews and what he expects from the game. There's been some decent performances from Shrewsbury of late, um, even though we've actually been playing some quite hard teams, so that's that's very encouraging from a Shrewsbury Town perspective. And the result against Rotherham obviously stands out. Following up from that, we've had a draw against Ipswich, which isn't, isn't a bad result, but yeah, drawing against um, Audi, almost in third commas, relegated Doncaster, losing to Lincoln, beating Lincoln was a good result, losing to MK Dons, but as you know, MK Dons are a very good size, so not too bad uh, end to the season. But in terms of what frustrates me, um, it's just been our lack of goals. We do have a very good defence. Until a couple of weeks ago, until we started shipping three goals a game against Sunderland and Doncaster, we had the third best defence in the league. But that's now ebbed away um, because we conceded so many goals. But goal scoring has been a big issue for us, a big, big issue. Um, we don't have enough attacking players, in my opinion. And yeah, we've been sorely missed a, a real number 10 all season. Hopefully that's something that we can improve on next season. I think Steve Cottrell is the man for next season, partly because he's in place. As you guys know, um, a lot of players on two-year deals, you get a new manager, you need new players. Steve Cottrell's strengths 
or his tactics and his ability to change um, the game tactics in the game as well. And the players work really hard for him. We haven't really been turned over all season. And then that's testament to Steve Cottrell and his management abilities. One thing that is big, a big kind of issue for Shooter Town fans has been recruitment. We don't have enough players. The players he signed has been fantastic and we'll come on to one of those in a moment. But simply, we just don't have enough players. Um, recruitment has been an issue. Hopefully, with a whole season gone through and now it's time to prepare for the summer, really, really hoping that we can fix the recruitment and hopefully we can have a much better season. I mean, the summer, no one really expects us to be in a relegation battle. Um, and that's kind of where we have been all season, just keeping out of that, which has been very, very frustrating. So is Steve Cottrell the man for next season? Definitely. And uh, most fans will, would agree with that as well. Um, I think he's definitely a, a good manager for us. One man stands out. There was the supports um, awards this week and, and, and Lutley, he won, the, won a lot of awards. And Lutley, he's on course to win the Salakas player season as well. We do a vote every week with the guests. It's, it's 10 points to ever... Um, comes first, five second, three um, for third, for example. And during the season, obviously, then we total up who's the player of the season. Um, Luli, he's been fantastic. We signed him um, as a, as a well, previously as a left-back, but to play wing-back or maybe a centre-back. And he's actually made um, central field his, his role. When you see pieces from an analyst, he often comes up really high in terms of his um, attacking output and was a midfielder. Um, it's not bad. He scored eight goals and had seven assists which is pretty pretty impressive considering um, he's played most of his career um, as, a, as a left-back. So he's been a really good sign-in and definitely been player of the season. Not just his performance is good as well, he seems like a really good leader. Um, he seems to motivate the players and he also seems to be a good professional off the pitch as well. So he's been a fantastic, fantastic signing and worthy of, of player of the season. Um, my prediction for Saturday, and I waited after the, the Tuesday game um, because obviously that would have a bearing on, on, on how the game's going to go. It's going to be a really interesting one. Shrewsbury are a very hard-working team. I can't imagine the players, but certainly not the manager, who's going to want to just turn over on, on, on Saturday. Saying that, there's a lot riding on this game. It's going to be fascinating to see how we can turn up. Obviously, it's going to be, they're going to be well-supported with a full away end. It's going to be a really, really tough game. It's a really, really tough game to predict as well. I think whoever scores first is going to have a big, big say on the outcome of this, this game. If Shrewsbury score first, that means we can sit in our low block and defend and counter-attack, which is one of our strengths. If you score first, then we'll have to come out at you, which is then going to make us We're going to be at risk for being counter-attacked. And I remember in the, in, the, in, the, in the Pizza Cup, I think it was the Pizza Cup where we played you, and you, kept, you, you scored one of your goals with an amazing counter-attack. So obviously that's a, a big strength of Wigan's. So prediction for Saturday... There's so much riding on it. It's so important for Wigan, and Wigan have got such a strong squad. I wouldn't be surprised if Wigan if Wigan win. But yeah, Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury have got a funny, funny old team. We do get good results against teams at the top. So I'm going to go for a, a two-all draw. Um, and teams going up. I'm not sure the mathematics and the, the the complexities of who's gonna who's gonna go up and all that kind of stuff. But maybe Wigan and, and Rotherham are going to go up, and then in the playoffs, I don't know. Sunderland, Sunderland have such a bad record at Wembley. Can they kind of break that hoodoo? I'm not sure. As a Shrewsbury fan, it'd be nice maybe to see a different team go up, someone like Plymouth. So, yeah, I'm not sure who's going to go in the place. The place is going to be tough, but I don't know. Hey, 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 let's just go for Sunderland. Let's say Sunderland are going to get out of this division finally. Cheers for having me on. Thanks, Barry. Thank you very much for that, Ollie. It's quite informative. He's picked out the Luke Lee here as the danger man. To be honest, I like the look of Hudo, who plays sort of just off the front. He's had a, a really good season. So I think they will cause us problems. And it'll need refereeing. Well, if it needs refereeing, shall we have a ref watch? 
and all these refs during this season, a lot of them have been comedians. Well, I don't know whether this one is a comedian or not, but it's going to be Steve Martin from Staffordshire. He was promoted to the national list for the 2012-13 season. These days, however, he spends most of his time in the championship, which suggests he might not be as much of a comedian as some of the ones we've seen so far this season. He's been in charge of 12 Latex games previously. The last one, a 2-0 home defeat to Bristol City in January 2020. He was also in charge of the infamous game away at Millwall when he sent off both Jason Pearce and Martin Waggon in an ill-tempered game where he also dismissed Millwall's Ed Upson. Steve Martin's card watch for this season, 21-22, is 32 games, 96 yellows, 4 reds, and 11, 11 penalty awards. And that's Steve Martin, who will referee the game against Shrewsbury. We've played Shrewsbury on 22 occasions, winning nine, drawing eight, and losing five. I think my personal favourite was in the Gary Caldwell season when we won by five goals to one. Let's look at the reverse fixture, if you remember it well. Tallow lads scored one of our own, scored a fantastic last-minute winner in a 2-1 win. Currently, Shrewsbury at 17th with 50 points from 45 games. Recent form, lost, drawn, lost, drawn, lost. A bit of a pattern. Hopefully, it's not another draw. Uh, 22 home games so far this season. 34 points, 9 wins, 60 feats and 7 draws. 30 goals for and 22 against. They're currently on a run of 20 league games with just 4 wins, 9 draws and 7 defeats. 21 points from a possible 60. As our Shrewsbury friend said, though, they can be a dangerous side. They did, of course, beat Rotherham quite recently. Back to Barry for the prediction. Yeah, I think we're going to go down there. We're going to get what we need. They look very tired on Tuesday. I think they'll have the rest of the week off, just do a little bit of physio, and we'll be too strong for them. I'm going to go for a 2-1 Wigan Athletic win, exactly the same as last season. 2-1 to the Latics. Yeah, choosing a choosing a team's going to be difficult. You know, is James McLean going to slot in? Because we could really do with James McLean being there. Do we do we not risk him? Does Josh McGinnis come back in? Who knows? Is is the only real sort of response to that. However, I'm going to go with what Barry's saying. Go the get the job done. I think we'll go two nil up again, and this time we'll go three nil up and close it out in style. Three nil Latics. Yeah, I don't think there'll be too many changes, one or two maximum, I would think. This is the type of game that I think we do well in. You know, we have got more quality than Shrewsbury, you know, not to do them a disservice because, you know, like I said before, they have beaten some of the top sides. I think it's going to be very much like when we went to Doncaster, the crowd well up for it, title in our own hands, 2-0 win. Will it be the last game of the season? There's some massive games. Wimbledon v Accrington Stanley. Bolton Wanderers, Fleetwood, Burton, Wickham Wanderers, Cambridge, Cheltenham, Sillingham, Rotherham, Ipswich, Charlton, Lincoln Crew, Markham, Sunderland, Oxford, Doncaster Rovers, Plymouth, Milton Keynes Dons, Sheffield, Wednesday, Portsmouth, and of course, we're down at Shrewsbury. Both ends of the table, though, it's going to be a, a fantastic weekend of football. We'll be celebrating at the party in the park on Sunday. Hopefully that is the case, and you're right, Barry. What a bumper weekend for. There's hardly any games in that in that uh, sequence there that don't mean anything. 
and some of them are absolutely massive for both sides, the likes of Morecambe Sunderland and Plymouth Argyle and Milton Keynes Dons. We're not back on Sunday because we'll be partying in the park. We'll be back next Wednesday for the final podcast of this season where we'll have all the reaction to Latics being champions, of course. And we will reveal the progress of Unity Player of the Season. So until then, it's up the ticks. Up the ticks. Come on. Come on.